0: This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. April 11th, 2021. John chapter 20. It can make a big difference when you're connected or not. Now, some of you might laugh, but my wife and I found it difficult at times to be disconnected from the internet. I'm not just talking about the. The unreliable connection we often have here in town, but we would go sometimes months or even a whole year without having high speed internet. Now, we grew up with much of our childhood without high speed internet, but we've come to rely on it for having information at our fingertips and for being able to shop or stream music or find entertainment. And yes, it was beneficial, we we enjoyed not having to connect every second with every single person that we met for one second, and the overwhelming feeling that the news was always flooding in at you from everywhere, so there were benefits, but we have to admit, it was tough being disconnected for a while. We're glad, actually, that we reconnected in February of 2020, because as it turned out, a lot of people at that time would be disconnecting from meeting in person out of fear for spreading disease. Being connected after that made a a good difference. This morning we're starting a series looking at what it means to be connected to Christ. And being connected to him changes our lives and so much for us. It does make a difference. We'll see that this morning as we look at God's word in John chapter 20. The disciples had, of course, been intimately connected to Jesus right? They traveled with him for three years. They, they lodged with him every night. They ate their meals with him. They walked on foot everywhere he went. And as they were connected with Jesus, they were also connected with all the crowds of people around them, remember? The, the disciples were those who served the 5,000. And sometimes they were so busy because they were connected to Jesus that they couldn't find time to just stop and grab a bite to eat and some time that was downtime. They were very much connected to Jesus and to the world around them and people around them. But that all changed. The connection was broken as Jesus left them. Or maybe, probably more accurately, we could say they left Jesus in the darkness. As those soldiers came with their clubs and their swords, The disciples, one by one, fled and broke their connection with their Lord. And Jesus was arrested. He was put on trial and condemned to death. And there he was, disconnected from the crowds, disconnected from his disciples, and he died. Now, Jesus' disciples, we see in John chapter 20, feel awfully disconnected from their Lord. And we see them gathered. It says the disciples were gathered together behind locked doors. Sure, they're they're together, they're connected with one another, but they're not connected with the people in the crowds anymore. Can you imagine the, the same disciples that saw the crowds proclaiming him as king, shouting Hosanna, the same disciples who were so surrounded by people now peering over their shoulder as they move about in the dark, paranoid and fearful that someone's following them and hiding behind locked doors, only answering the door if it's a familiar voice. They're connected, but the only thing holding them together, it says, is fear. Now, you and I probably aren't going to find ourselves, at least in this time, in this part of the world, peering over our shoulders in paranoia, that someone's going to come after us because we're connected in any way to Jesus. At least right now, that's not the case for us. And I'm sure we don't hide behind our doors and lock them because we're afraid someone's going to come after us because they think we're connected to Jesus. But could we be, at times, a little bit disconnected and locked out? Might we, at times, like the disciples, find it easier just to try to blend in with this world and not make known that we're intimately connected to Christ? And we do what so many people in this world do. We we come home from our day or from our work We come into our house, and we lock ourselves in, and shut the world out. And maybe we we could open our house a little bit more, or could be more excited about the fact that Jesus is alive. Make no mistake, I think the biggest problem the disciples had here wasn't that they didn't know about the resurrection. They knew. That was the topic of the day. The disciples, we know, it says, were initially doubtful. When the first report came from the woman that the tomb was empty, that Jesus was alive, it says they they doubted them. They didn't believe them. And Mark records for us that the disciples, some of them were hard-hearted and still doubted. We even see Thomas, one example, that refused to believe. But we also see in Luke's account that Jesus appeared, appeared to Peter. And when the two came from Emmaus, they said, "'It's true, the Lord has risen.'" And we see in John's account a growing understanding that not only are there reports and rumors, but it's true, Jesus is alive. John saw the empty tomb and believed. Peter saw and believed. They knew the tomb was empty. They knew the prophecy, they knew the words of Jesus, that Jesus was alive. And the most surprising, startling fact is despite all that, there they are. Disconnected from the world and locked in in fear. Maybe you and I sometimes when we know we we should be connected with one another also should connect with this world might hide that, that message. That message that should give us such joy. Christ is risen. He is alive. But instead we're living in a little bit submitted fear or disconnection from the world. Well, what we see is the disciples did not deserve to have Jesus come to them. He should have only gone to those women who were excited and who were telling people, the Lord is risen, despite the fact that people would doubt them and mock them. Jesus should have come to the others who would receive him with great joy, even though they had not seen. But still we see here, He comes to his disciples, comes to us in his word, and we read of Jesus establishing a connection that was once nearly lost. On the evening of that first day of the week, the disciples were together behind locked doors because of their fear of the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, and he said to them, Peace be with you. This greeting from their God, this greeting of peace, was just what they needed. Yes, they they had this understanding of faith that Jesus must be alive. But now they are eyewitnesses and they see for themselves. He said, peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. Peace. Peace meaning that they no longer have to fear the disconnection between them and their God. Peace, as the one who died for them and who gave his place for them, shows them they are at peace. They knew Jesus was disconnected for a reason. He was disconnected from his disciples and from the crowds as he was despised and forsaken. Jesus remained alone as even the Father turned his face aside, and Jesus remained the most disconnected person ever in all of history as the Father forsook him on the cross. And he faced that separation, that isolation that we deserved and brought us peace. And the living Lord showed them peace as he showed them his hands inside the marks of glory. It says, the disciples were overjoyed, rejoiced when they saw the Lord. This is the the tenth time now that that title comes up for Jesus in the book of John, Lord. It's a title that refers to his divinity. He is the the I am, the one who was at the Father's side from eternity. The same Lord who had his side and his hands pierced is the Lord, the God of all, who now declares peace to his disciples, who comes to us and declares his peace, our living God. And Jesus wanted them to be more connected than that. First of all, what, what could be better than being at peace between yourself and your God. But he says, after this he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Once disconnected with a faith that was faltering, he gives them his Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who connects us to our God. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings us to rejoice in knowing the Lord is alive, that the Lord who was pierced in his side Gave his life and now lives for us. It's the Holy Spirit who helps us to not stand in fear and isolation, but connected to our Father and to our Lord. The Holy Spirit brings us to rejoice that we are at peace with God. And He brings even more connection. He said, Whenever you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven. This, brothers and sisters, is what brings us together. Together to our God and together with one another, we're connected because of the forgiveness of sins. Christ pierced and crucified, Christ risen, our sins forgiven. And what connects us now is that the Holy Spirit brings us to speak these words, your sins are forgiven to one another. And that restores any connection that could ever be broken in this world and brings us to peace with God and peace with one another. Can you imagine any better connection than that? God coming to us, His Son, assuring us that we have peace. Him giving us His Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit and are connected intimately with your God. And you have the authority, the privilege to forgive one another and to speak the words of God. Your sins are forgiven, bringing peace. Jesus did not desire only that his disciples had this peace, but that they shared this connection. That they not lock themselves out from the world around them, but that they go to the world around them. And he said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. That's what we have. We have a connection with our God, who has brought us peace, who has poured out his spirit into our hearts, who has brought us to trust in our living Savior so that we too can share this connection and this peace, speak this forgiveness. We live in a world that is hemmed in by fear. And yes, this world can gather together, but it gathers only in fear and in guilt. But our God comes to us, our living Lord, the one who is pierced and speaks words of peace, gives us his spirit so that we can connect others to have this same peace in Christ. Amen.